Hey everyone, my name is Adam and welcome to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. At the end of today's episode, please take a minute and download our free Chestnut Ridge app. It has all our recent message content and more. You can also head to theridge.church to get information on service times and get info on everything going on here at the Ridge. We hope this podcast will encourage and inspire you as you continue to grow in your relationship with God and others. Well, good morning and happy new year. My name is uh, Bruce Lane and I'm the executive pastor here. And you may be wondering, what does an executive pastor actually do? Well, I'll tell you one thing this executive pastor doesn't typically do, and that's stand up here in front of a large crowd, getting ready to give a message at the beginning of the year. So it's new territory for me I'm usually behind the scenes guy trying to make this whole church work. So with that, before I jump into the message, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for the opportunity um, that I get today uh, to really talk about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, Lord. I pray that those that are watching and listening would be blessed. But more importantly, I pray that through this time together, you would be glorified. Amen. So as that first song that Adam sang said, we've made it through another year, right? We've made it through 2021. We're into 2022. But it's interesting, just because the calendar flips, right, doesn't mean that things get better, right? I mean, we're still dealing with the things from 2021, right? Pandemic, economic issues, political and societal issues, right? But didn't we have that in 2021 and then 2020? So how are you feeling coming in to 2022? Are you excited? Are you refreshed? Are you feeling pretty good? Are you joyful? Are you at peace? Or are you coming in a bit tense, a bit anxious, worried, distracted, maybe just tired? See, I can relate to both of those. Coming into the new year, we just had a great time with family, I'm refreshed. Today, January 2nd, is a special day for our family because it's my granddaughter Abigail's third birthday. Shout out to you, Abby. Happy birthday. But it's also my daughter Grace's and my son-in-law Hampton's first anniversary. Shout out to you guys as well. So it's exciting, right? But I can also come into this year and I am a bit tired bit anxious with all I've got to do. I've got this to-do list already that seems to be growing and growing and growing. The New Year's resolutions I need to keep. The work that's piled up because I got to be off last week. Things I'm already thinking about that need to be done next month, this coming summer. Even into the end of the year, the goals I've set, how can I accomplish them? It's like my 
to-do list, again, keeps growing and growing and growing. And add to that, I don't know about you, but it seemed like yesterday I got more emails and more social media feeds about telling me stuff than I'm supposed to do, right? Five ways to eat better this year. 10 ways to have a better marriage, three, day, three ways to be more productive at work. I didn't even know I had those problems. Now I've got to add to my list. So many things to do. I think some of these things too are good things. So right, they're, they're, they're things with family and friends and work and the church and serving opportunities. It just, it just can be a little overwhelming, a little tiring. I like this lyrics from this song, it's called Just Breathe, and it summarizes how I'm feeling coming into this new year. It said, alarm clock screaming, bare feet hit the floor. It's off to the races, everybody out the door. I'm feeling like I'm falling behind. It's a crazy life. Ever feel that way? 90 miles an hour going fast as I can. Push a little harder, trying to get the upper hand. So much to do in so little time. It's a crazy life. Did you catch that last line? So much to do in so little time. It's a crazy life. If you're like me, maybe today you're saying there's gotta be a better way. And that's what we are gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about the better way. In a minute we'll open up and look at Luke and the story of Mary and Martha, but before that, our culture today values our doing more than our being, right? Our culture values our doing more than our being. We emphasize productivity and performance over stillness and solitude. We think that our overscheduling and overbooking and double booking and multitasking in some ways leads to success or progress, right? And we also feel that we have to keep doing because we want to accomplish things, right? How many of you guys have to-do lists, right? I'm a big to-do list guy. Doesn't it feel good when you have something on your to-do list and you're able to scratch it off? I've accomplished something, right? And you may kick it up a notch like I do so sometimes during the day, I'll accomplish things that aren't on my list, right? And then I'll add them to my list just so I can cross them off, feel good about myself. But I think for some of us, we keep doing and doing and doing because we're afraid if we stop doing, our life will have little or no worth. You see the world screams at us, right? Do more, be all you can be. But the Father whispers, be still and know that I am God. Let that sink in, be still and know that I am God. When was the last time you were still? That you were really just still? So our culture values our doing more than our being, but I think that Jesus values our being more than our doing. That's our takeaway today, that Jesus values our being more than our doing. You see, the Bible is filled with verses 
of be and do. Jesus wants us to be and do. God created us to both be and to do. But I think Jesus really values our being more than our doing. So in the familiar story of Mary and Martha, we're gonna see this truth unfold a little bit. And it's from Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. It says, while they were traveling, he entered a village, he being Jesus, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken from her. So as we think about that with Mary and Martha, what do you think of, right? You've probably heard this story before. In fact, there's times when I think uh, the world characterizes people as you're a Mary or you're a Martha, right? Which one are you? Which one were you thinking about as I read that? For me, I'm a big old Martha. I'm a doer. I've always been a doer. People that know me, know that I'm a doer. In fact, when I would take those personality tests, even spiritual gifts tests, any of those things, it landed on the same thing, do. Bruce makes things better, Bruce gets things done. That's how God wired me. Maybe that's how God wired some of you. But I think through that, it can be tiring, right? It can be distracting. I can many times feel like Martha distracted by all my tasks and worried about what I need to get done, what I need to accomplish. So I used to have this sign in my office that said, God has put me on this earth to accomplish a certain amount of things. Right now I'm so far behind, I will never die. Any of you feel like that ever? Yeah, yeah. And I wanna say up front that when we read that story, when you think of it, Jesus is not saying that Mary is better than Martha. He's not saying that. He's not saying anything about that. In fact, what he's saying is that Mary chose the better way. That's what we wanna look at today as we unpack these scriptures. Mary chose the better way. So when we look back at the uh, first part, got four things to talk about and we'll unpack those uh, here this morning. The first is that Mary and Martha both knew Jesus. Mary and Martha both knew Jesus. As we look back at the story in that first uh, scripture, two scriptures says, while they were traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. So the village that Jesus and the disciples entered was Bethany. It was about two miles from Jerusalem on a main road from Jericho. Jesus and the disciples 
traversed that road many times. Mary and Martha were both from Bethany. They were good friends with Jesus and uh, their brother Lazarus, and he stayed at their house many times. So they both knew him, right? It's interesting that the Greek word for know has two different meanings. The first is eido, which means to know about something, to know the facts, the facts of the matter. The second word is genosko, and that means to know through personal experience. So the first one's really head knowledge, the second one's heart knowledge. So my wife, and, uh, Karen, and I will have been married 35 years uh, next March, this March, I guess, 2022. And when we first dated, I was getting to know about her, head knowledge, right? So first date, we decide to get dessert. I show up to her house, a pair of blue jeans, gray sweatshirt, thinking we're going to go out for a casual dessert for some ice cream. I get to her house, she comes down the stairs, she's all dressed up, and she's expecting us to go out and get gourmet cheesecake. I didn't even know what gourmet cheesecake was when I first started dating her. The more I got to know about her, the more I spent time with her, I got to know her heart. I got to know how much she loves Jesus. And as I spend time with her and continue to spend time with her every day and experience life with her, I get to know her heart more and more. And it's awesome. So Mary and Martha both knew Jesus. They knew him with their heart. They were friends. They knew him personally relationally, intimately. In the Gospel of John, we see Martha again with Jesus just after her brother Lazarus has died, so she thinks. Here's what Jesus says to Martha in John 11, 25 to 7. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who comes in to the world. Check out Martha's reply. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah. How about you? How would you answer that question today? Do you know Jesus like that? Jesus desires nothing more for us than to have a personal relationship with him. And that's really where it all starts. I made that decision 40 years ago and it's made all the difference in my life. We can't be who God's made us to be And we can't do anything of eternal value unless we know him. So that's where it starts. And as we come to know Jesus, when we place our trust in him, the one who died and rose again for us.
So Mary and Martha first both knew Jesus. Second, we see that Mary was still being with Jesus. Back to our story, while they were still traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. Note Mary's posture. She was sitting at his feet. She was still, she was focused. According to a commentary read for Barnes, it said, this was the ancient posture of a disciple or learner. They sat at the feet of their teachers that is beneath them in a humble position. When it is said that Mary sat at Jesus' feet, it means she was a disciple of his, that she listened to his instructions and was anxious to learn his doctrine. So Mary was focused. She sat quietly. She remained at his feet. In John 15, four to five, we see the same word, remain. And it says, remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branch. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Key word or key line at the end, apart from me because you can do nothing without me. The example of the vine and branches and the fruit is a picture of the life-connecting, life-giving connection with Jesus, where there's no connection, there's no life, there's no fruit. So that's where it starts with knowing God, connecting with him. But it also has to do with our dependence on him. Just as the branch is dependent on the vine for life, for nutrition, for everything, We are completely dependent on Jesus for everything. For apart from him, we can do nothing. Mary was connected with Jesus and dependent on him. She sat quietly at his feet, listened to what he said. She was still being with Jesus. How about you? How connected with Jesus and dependent on Jesus are you today? So we see that Mary and Martha both knew Jesus. Mary was still being with Jesus. Now we'll take a look at Martha. And Martha was busy doing for Jesus. Let's look back at the scripture. It said, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? You tell her to give me a hand. So Martha was distracted by her many tasks, all that was going on. And as one of my sons would say, she was having none of it. Now, before we get too upset with Martha, though, in those days, hospitality was important. In the Gospels, we read stories of dinners and celebrations and even banquets. So serving was important because hospitality was important. And that's what we see Martha doing. And as the caretaker of her home, it was up to her to make sure 
all the needs of the guests were met. So the buck stopped with Martha, right? Seems like she had reason to be upset with Mary. Do you ever feel like Martha? Doing all the work by yourself? Wondering why there's nobody to help you? I find it interesting in those verses that Mary, excuse me, that Martha never just said, hey Mary, can you get up and give me a hand? She actually said to the guest, to Jesus, Jesus, you tell her to give me a hand. And I think Martha expected Jesus to do it, right? But, Mar- but Jesus ended up, ended up uh, turning the tables on her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about so many things. Notice Jesus doesn't admonish her. He doesn't say, why can't you be more like your sister? He gets right to the heart of the matter. Martha's heart, her attitude. I love this observation by a a publication called Working Preacher. It said, Martha's distractions and worry left no room for the most important aspect of hospitality, gracious attention to the guest. Her worry and distractions prevented her from being truly present with Jesus. How about us today? Worries and distractions that keep us being truly present with Jesus. So my wife, Karen, those of you know her, she is awesome with hospitality. She makes guests, those that are coming over, feel comfortable, she's attentive, meeting their needs. Me, not so much, especially if you know me, right? I don't think that I actually have the hospitality gene in me. In fact, my kids got me a uh, welcome mat for my birthday that says, be our guest, but leave by nine. There's a little truth to that. But in preparing for my talk, I was thinking about past Christmases. And you know, all the goings on, all the doings, all the tasks seem to take place in the kitchen, right? That's where all the excitement is. Everything's going on, it's loud, it's crazy. It's awesome. But then I also thought about those times after we ate, then we moved into a living, the living room where it was quiet. I might've been napping, but it was quiet. People could just sit they could talk, they could just be. And I think that's what we see going on in the home of Mary and Martha. Mary is present with Jesus, probably in the living room. Martha's distracted and worried in the kitchen about so much she has to do that she missed an opportunity to be with Jesus. He was right in the next room and she missed that opportunity. Earlier we read, uh, at the end of John 15, 5, it said, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. And again, in the Greek, the word nothing means nothing. I can't do anything. I can produce no fruit, nothing of real or spiritual value unless I remain in him. And when I try to produce fruit 
apart from him, I end up with nothing. So we see that Martha, both Martha and Mary knew Jesus. Mary was still being with Jesus and Martha was busy doing for Jesus. Lastly, we see that Mary chose the better way. The last verse of our story says, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken from her. Other translations say at the end of that, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen the better way. Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. She chose to remain. She chose to be while Martha chose to do. The better, was, better way was available to Martha and it's available today to us if we choose it. At the beginning of my talk, we looked at the lyrics from the song, Just Breathe. And it summarized how I feel. Going 90 miles an hour, going as fast as I can, trying to push a little harder, try to get the upper hand. There's gotta be more to this crazy life. But now let's look at the rest of the verse and the chorus. It's ready, set, go. It's another wild day when the stress is on the rise in my heart. I feel you say, just breathe, just breathe. Come and rest at my feet and be, just be. Chaos calls, but all you really need is to just breathe. There it is. There's the better way for us if we choose it. Come and rest at his feet and be, just be. Now the band's gonna come out, worship and play a song for us to end. Before that, let's just talk a little bit about some application points. How can we apply this better way going in to 2022? Here are a few ways. Some of you may not know Jesus today. Some of you may not know him, may not be able to answer that question like Mary did. I don't think there's anything more important than heading into 2022 than to know for sure that you've got a relationship with Jesus. It may be as easy as saying a prayer like this, dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask you for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today I place my trust in you, the one who died and rose again. Some of you may be like Martha. You may be doing more than being. And then some of you may be more like Mary. You're already being and you just need to do.
You can have a seat. What an awesome song to think about as we roll into 2022. I can almost hear Mary in that story, sitting there singing that song about leaning back into his arms. So we earlier talked about knowing God, that's the first thing, but we need to be, we need to just be. And one of the easy things to do with this, a practical way, is to download our app. There's a part on the app that is, says Ridge Weekly. There's a number of things that you can start to take a look at. The content there is great. But I wanna highlight, make it a habit. We rolled this out last year, and I can't think of a better thing to go back to this year than make it a habit ways to grow with God, grow with others, care for yourself. So check that out. And maybe you're today like, I've got the be down, I am being, but I'm looking for an opportunity to do. How can I get involved with the rich? More importantly, how can I impact God's kingdom with my gifts? Again, you can take a look at our Ridge app. You can go to serve. There are serving opportunities for kids and students and adults, guest services, lots of different ways that you can get involved. And again, I'm not sure there are many things more rewarding than to note with God that you are using your gifts, again, to impact his kingdom. So as we head into a new year, here's a great visual reminder of the better way. You don't always have to give or do and do and do and do. It's okay to just be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the story of Mary and Martha. Thank you that you value our being more than our doing. Thank you for showing us the better way. And Lord, it's my prayer as we come into this new year that we could spend time each day and each week and just be. Be in your word, be in prayer, meditate, connect with one another, gather for worship, and maybe just take time and rest. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. If you'd like to hear more messages now, you can check out our past series at theridge.church slash messages or download the free Ridge app. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.